Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome to episode number 31 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James Harrison. And my name is James Hounsell. And together we are TTM Sports. On tonight's episode, we are in deep waters of the Euro 2020 Championships. It's the round of 16. Myself and James are going to go deep into it. We're going to talk about the primarily big fixtures of this tournament now where we're at. England's safe passage through from the group stages, the big, big match against Germany, and a look to see the potential route through to the final. James, when you're ready, let's take it away. So I've got them all listed down by day, in time, who's playing who and where. So we're going to just go through them. I'm going to throw it at you, James, and we're going to pretty much, we're going to try and predict the quarterfinal draw. Yeah. From there, obviously, the brackets are done. We know who's going to play who if, if, they, uh, if they progress. So kicking it straight off, five o'clock Saturday, Wales, Denmark at the Amsterdam, well, the Johan Cruyff Arena. Well, a uh, tricky match for Wales. Uh, Denmark now starting to pick up some form. Um, I think they started off, obviously, in extreme circumstances against Finland. And let's yeah. not forget, they had the penalty saved by Hidaki in goal, who is a world-class goalkeeper. Um, if that goes in, it's a 1-1 draw. You know, you're looking at a very different Denmark. Uh, the reality is, you know, I, I actually fancy Denmark to go through against Wales. I don't think they're as good as what they were in 2016. Gareth Bale pays, you know, pays more attention to uh, the golf course these days um, and uh, and hair gel. So, uh, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think Wales have got the minerals. I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they found a way through, but I, I don't, I don't think they're the team of 2016. And for me, Denmark, uh, led by the uh, impressive Paulsen up front, 
and also yeah. the anchorman Hjolberg in midfield. And a boy from Brentford in the middle as well, Jensen. I, I think they're very, very strong. Let's not forget, the defensive line of Denmark is exceptional. You have, obviously, Vestergaard of Southampton. You've also got Simon Kier, um, the hero. Andreas Christensen of Chelsea. Thomas Delaney. You also have Kasper Schmeichel in goal. That's a team not to be sniffed at. Good, good, solid, well-drilled, well-schooled unit. And I think Wales... A lot of their fans talking online and social media saying, yep, they're through. They're going to get further than England again. I don't think it's as cut as dry as that. No, I, I, I think um, I think Wales have been impressive, actually, in the tournament so far. I've been very impressed with Wales. Um, I think they, they look like they've got a really good spirit about them. But I think they're coming up against a team in Denmark whose spirit is probably just that little bit tighter than, than, than Wales. Obviously, with everything that they've been through at the tournament so far. Yeah, um, they 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 probably after the second game they were probably almost thinking, well, we're probably out. We'll give it a go, and they've gone and absolutely battered Russia, who are a poor, poor side. So I think Denmark got the momentum now, and, and and yeah, I think I think it'll be tight. I think Wales will give it a good go, but I think Denmark are going to win that one, uh, not comfortably, but I I I think they'll progress. A score prediction. Progress. Score prediction. I think there'll be goals in this one because Denmark, they they. Have got some firepower, you know. You, you, you forgot to mention the likes of Martin Braithwaite, and, and there's also the young, the youngster Damsgaard as well, who's been impressing at the tournament. Um, I'm so going two one. Be, I'm, I think there'll be goals. I think it could be three one Denmark. I think Wales will just run out of beans a little bit, um, heavily reliant on Bale and Ramsey. If those two click, you know, well, they, they've, yeah, got, they've, got, go, yeah. they've, they've got the quality there to hurt teams, but uh, and with obviously like the, the defensive solidity as well and, and, and the passion and everything else that goes with the Wales side under Robert Page. But I think, yeah, where Denmark will, I, I think 3-1 Denmark um, and we'll see Denmark just about scrape through. But it won't, it won't be plain sailing for them by any stretch. So at the moment, um, we've got Denmark into the quarterfinals. Uh, from there, the next match, James. Uh, although it, that this isn't who they will play should they win, the next game, 8 o'clock on Saturday, is Italy-Austria. Now, I think you'll probably agree with me, James, that one's probably the most easy tie to predict of, of them all. I think Italy will just... Uh, they should be safely through on that. Although it is at Wembley, so it will be playing away from Rome. For it, the it's also... Them. Well, it's also a case of Italy haven't had to face anybody yet. Um, you know, they've had home comforts. You know, we have spoke about in length on other podcasts and also on the radio show. Uh, that's TTM Sports State of Play on Froon 96.6 FM. Uh, go to Mixcloud and subscribe to that. It's incredible. Where we talk about Italy not conceding a goal for 400 years. But the reality is what we did also say was if Italy come up against a decent outfit and concede how that reaction's going to be. Look, if I was to put my mortgage on it, I would say Italy go through very, very comfortably with a safe place into that quarterfinal draw. Um, but yeah, I, I can't see past Italy for that. And again, I, I think they'll play well in it. I think they'll do what they need to do and I think they'll win 2-0. Yeah, Italy, uh, one of only, well, there's only one, two, there's only three sides left in the tournament who have won every game. Italy are one of them. The other two are Holland and Belgium. Who's the so, other team not to concede a goal? The other team not to concede a goal is England. Now, um, Italy, again, there's a lot spoken about what they're like going forward. They play with a lot of emotion, a lot of passion. Um, I think the real test for this side will be when when somebody actually... Has a go. Them, has a go, but I don't think that'll be Austria. They're very, very, um, very negative side. England obviously played them in the warm-up game 
uh, beat them one 0 I don't think there's an awful lot of threat there from Austria. I mean, no, who, and now Tovic could gonna... could have a good game potentially. Um, yeah, potentially, he's been bad. Alaba, maybe back, but Al- Alaba's been playing at the back. Now, I, I, if I'm Austria tomorrow, I think you have to play Alaba in the middle. You have to get him on the ball. He's going to make things happen. For you. He can't do it from centre half. I've always seen him it. as a left back. Well, he, he's always played in the middle, uh, sort of centre mid or centre back for Austria, being obviously probably their one of their greatest ever players, David Allen. Yeah, yeah. Arguably the greatest ever Austrian player. Now, certainly of our lifetime. Now, other than other than him, I think you're relying on workmanlike players. They've got the guy um, Schlager in there from Wolfsburg as well, who's a handy player. But again, I don't think they've got enough to really lay a club on I, it. You know, look, mate, I, I'm going to be honest. I think it's a boring match. I think it's a boring conversation no, to have. I think any time uh, Mancini's Italy play, I think it's something... It, it, it's a... Is something you need to see. I think that they're a very, very exciting team. Attacking, um, like I said, play have a lot of passion, a lot of emotion. I think Italy are, you know, one to watch for sure. But they're through. They're through. Yeah, I would say that's through. And I, I would say, I'm going to say comfortably a 2 0. Okay. For me, 2 0. Moving on from that. So the winner of Wales versus Denmark will play the winner of the Netherlands versus the Czech Republic. Uh, the now Arena. that's a game. That's a closer that, game. That is a close game. You've got a real clash of styles there as well. Uh, Czech Republic obviously playing against England on on Tuesday night. Now what we saw from the Czech Republic was a workmanlike display. It's disciplined so, and well organised. Yeah, exactly. Like a lot of these sort of middle of the run international sides, your Swedens, your Switzerlands, um, you know, Czech Republic. They're they're workmanlike. They're well organised. They're disciplined, like you say. But Holland, I think they look uh, again like Italy. Very exciting team. Um, Memphis Depay has had a really good tournament. Um, Wijnaldum looks in some real form as well. As a Liverpool fan, James will be very disappointed that he's decided he doesn't fancy it no more at Liverpool. Um, Holland looked good, uh, defensively strong, underrated as well. I, I, I think it, you may have spoke off air about this, about people sort of saying, oh, the squad depth from that Holland squad's not all that. If you follow the Eredivisie at all, you'll know a lot of these players are very, very good. It's a real breeding ground for top young talent the Eredivisie and they're all playing the trade in that playing regularly in there so there's good players in that on the bench in that Holland squad who can actually make a difference I, I would put them um, I, I think they'll get to the to the quarterfinals I think they'll brush aside the Czech Republic and it's all dependent on their route to the final so you know as far as I'm concerned I think they're you know if, if they come up against a European super heavyweight I don't think they've got enough at the moment especially without Virgil van Dijk um, with a Virgil van Dijk in attendance for them I believe that yeah you know the, the sky's the limit for Holland you know they got to the final of the Nations League albeit because Gareth Southgate decided to uh-huh. pick a, a team made of crusty bread and peanut butter against a team of fry-ups, you know, there's no match for them whatsoever, you know, and it was a real disappointment. So I think that Nations League final appearance is a little overly kind and beneficial to Holland as a, yeah, as a, yeah, as a footballing nation. That. That was sort of three years ago, that Nations League final. I think you was, it really, was it, though? Was it, though? Two years ago. I don't think you can read an awful lot into there. They've, they've changed a lot since then, the Netherlands. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. Steven Bergwijn was a main player for them back then. He's not even in the squad this time um, after his stop start season at Spurs. So um, Stop Tottenham. start? Stop start at Tottenham? Don't you mean stop? Oh, stop, turn the engine on, chugga-chugga, and then start it again and chugga-chugga? It's not a stop start. Tottenham didn't no, start. 
I disagree, mate. Steven Bergwijn under Mourinho, when we were top uh, going into November, when we won the league in November, yeah. Steven Bergwijn played every game under Mourinho until about Christmas time. And he was actually, he, he was playing very well, though not scoring or assisting. He was working really hard for the team. He's actually, a, I mean, we're going way off topic here, but again, I'm, I'm always going to fiercely defend Tottenham players. But Bergwijn actually, Stevie Wonder, actually did all right in that earlier bit. And he also came back in at the end and scored a wonder goal against Aston Villa. But uh, probably just going to miss out on the squad. I think they could actually, to be fair, they're going to miss him. I see him on Instagram, you know, he's dicking around in Amsterdam and stuff, you know. He should be there, but what do I know? Um, in terms of the match, um, Czech Republic, Patrick Schick. Patrick Schick, he looked he looked like a middle-of-the-run player. But England dealt with him very well on Tuesday night, and he ended up getting hooked after about twenty, uh, about 75 minutes. So um, I don't see a lot of goals in that side outside of him and, and the Netherlands. I think that would just be too much for him. I think they'll go for. I think it could be. I think it could be two 0 again. Or yeah, I think we're going for. I'm going to go for another two 0 No, I think there'll be a bit of a surprise in this one. I think it really? goes. Yeah, I think it goes to extra time and penalties, and I think Holland go through on penalties. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I do. frustrate the Dutch. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I think if they can nick one, I think they'll really frustrate them. Let's be honest. Everyone's saying Memphis Depay is having a great tournament. How many goals he scored, and how many of them were penalties? He scored a couple of goals, and um, or might have even been, he might have even had three goals already, and one was a penalty. Yeah, um, there you go. But it, I mean, it's, it's more than um, most players at Tottenham so, scored. So so far, then TTM Sports, our predictions: we've got uh, Denmark, Italy, and Holland. Yeah, so that would make Denmark against Holland, but we'll come on to all this later. So the next game Sunday is at eight o'clock. That's Belgium against Portugal. Wow. What's I feel so sorry for wait. Portugal. If you would have well, said before the t- before the before the uh, the tournament started that you would have, you know, Germany, France, and an inspired Hungary side that, let's be honest, did not deserve to get just two points. They were in that group, and they were a match for those teams as well. Um, they to then com- real credit, yeah, to come out of that group and then land Belgium. Tough times. It is tough times, but what I would say about Portugal is so they they played Hungary in the first game. Okay, it was in Hungary, in In Hungary, Hungary. but they got the job done. Followed it up with Germany, disappointing. They would have learned a lot from that. He changed the team up a little bit as well and brought in the likes of Jamatinho. And he dropped Bruno Fernandes as well, which again, I've got my own personal thoughts on Bruno Fernandes. Well, we all know the Harrison saying on Bruno Fernandes, and we'll say it just once more. Bruno Fernandes spends more time in the air than a gazebo in a hurricane. You know, that famous that famous quote. Um, I've got my own thoughts on Bruno Fernandes. I think he'll come back in for this game. But what I'm trying to say about Portugal is then they played France, picked a very creditable draw. Portugal are, are playing high-level teams regularly at the moment. So they'll be in a good place heading into Belgium, who haven't really played anyone yet. The only time they did play anyone of any real merit was was Denmark, and they went one 0 down in that game. Had to really drag it out, yeah, really sort of grind that one out in the end. So, I think Portugal actually they're gonna they're gonna give Belgium a really good game. I think although this is the thing with Belgium, it's like England in the mid noughties the golden you generation. You just don't know which one's gonna turn it's the, up. It's the golden generation, you know. You, you look at them with De Bruyne. Hazard, Lukaku. I think Hazard is probably his last shot. I, I think he'll get uh, in World Cup. He, but... Unless he has a dramatic improvement in form. Vertonghen is probably his last shot. Vermaelen. Vermaelen. Um, it's an ageing side. 
I look at Axel Witzel and I think, does he really have the the, the real drive in the real big moments? I, I look yeah, at like Nat Golan, they miss him, don't they? You know. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, they haven't got a player like that. Um, then Donker. Yeah. Mm, you know, uh, these are these are steady players, but but they're I not think it goes to extra time, and I think it goes to penalties again. I don't. I can't really split them. I think it goes to uh, penalties, and I, and I for me. Uh, I think, I think, I think it's just a step too far for Portugal. And I know a lot of people say you're crazy, you're mad. They're playing high-level, you know, teams from the beginning. But it's a game of opinions. And I think, look, I just think it would be a step too far for them. I think they were lucky to get out of the group in in Euro 2016. Of course, they went on and won it, and deservedly so. But let's be brutally honest. Let's be brutally honest. As soon as you crack the nut of the attack in the midfield. You're into a very soft underbelly. Yes, good goalkeeper, good wing backs, but the defence I think is shocking. I think the two centre backs, Pepe, you know, I'm quicker than him, and I think the other centre back, uh, the other centre back's excellent, but I just don't feel that their defence is as good as what people are making out. They They conceded five goals against Germany. They conceded. Okay, an offside goal against Hungary. They conceded two against France. That's seven goals conceded. Eight if you count the offside goals. Eight goals in three games they've conceded. Which is which is true, which is true. But there is one thing about Portugal, which which is the only reason you can never write them off. Ronaldo, CR seven. Are they the new Germany, James? Are they the new Germany? Do they just always uh, seem to find a way? No, no, I don't think they are the new Germany because Germany were never so reliant on one player as Portugal are now. Um, That's Portugal, a good point. Portugal are very good. Um, yeah. And, and Ronaldo is Ronaldo, and he's the best player, in, the best player ever lived, in my opinion. Um, however, he can't do it all on his own, and I don't see, I don't see a side there that can that can beat Belgium. The only chance they've got is if um, is if Belgium shrink, and if Belgium Belgium bottle it, basically. Which I don't think. I think I think this is Belgium. They they look well up for it. To be fair, Belgium, um, Lukaku looks like he's going to run through brick walls to to just to get a goal. I, I can't see past Belgium in that one. I think it'd be probably the end of this sort of great Portugal side. Um, I don't see an awful lot of great young players coming through in that Portugal team. I don't see a player in Bruno Fernandes that's going to lead him into the next two tournaments, two free tournaments. I see a player that when the chips are down, he's throwing his hands in the air and he, and he doesn't fancy it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so, what what do you think is uh, your your prediction then for this game? Because I've given mine. I, I think I think Belgium go through. I think Belgium go through. I think they've got I a bit more Belgium in the tank, uh, and I think they go through on penalties. And uh, so the quarterfinal lineup now, as we're doing a running commentary on it, we've got Denmark followed by Italy, followed by Holland, followed by. That's it so far. That's it. Belgium. So Belgium yeah. I, I, I'm going to say Belgium are going to win that two bump. And I think Ronaldo will get the goal for uh, Portugal. It, it might even be a penalty. Then uh, this game is the one which I think is, in a way, going to be the the, what, the most pure football match of of the last sixteen. Monday at seven o'clock. Monday at sorry at five o'clock in Copenhagen. Not the most spectacular backdrop for a game like this, but Croatia Spain. I mean, if you're a football purist and you want to see possession-based football. I think it's going to be a great game um, because not both teams are not firing on all cylinders, but I think... Yeah, I think well, you never know. They both up. might have woke up exactly. in the last game. Spain, obviously, with a 5-0 win against the desperate Slovakia side um, with Martin, the, the unlucky Martin Dubravka in goal. I think Spain are going to, going to kick into gear now. 
Um, look, let's be honest, they haven't been playing badly. It's very much like England um, against Scotland, uh, you know, is the way that Spain played really against Sweden, is the way they played really against Poland. You know, they a lot of the ball couldn't quite find what they needed to get get it over the line, but yeah, come, yeah. come good in the end. And I think they're peaking at the right time now. I, I actually think Spain will comfortably win that game. But it's going to be it's going to be very easy on the eye in that game of football, you know. Modric, yeah, I, I'd uh, pick Spain to go through as well, James. I, I I like I like the look of that. I, I, the only issue for me with Spain is I think they're blunt up front. I, I think they're blunt. I think Morata at the oh, what on earth is a like Werner two at the moment? It's yeah, just but I think going they, his way. I think with Spain, um, I think they've got the know how in the squad. Busquets has come back in now to the side after his COVID nineteen isolation. Um, I think they'll suffocate a team like Croatia who aren't deadly. They're not blessed with a major pace to, to counter you either. So right. I, I, I think Spain will, will, I think they'll just, just about do do enough. And I think that if anything, it'll probably be quite comfortable. So I'm going to go, I'm going to go 2-0 Spain. Okay, uh, I then. Think, I think Spain are going to come good at the right time. Uh, I that, think it'll that. be a bit closer than that. I think Croatia will score. Uh, I, I think it will go to extra time and penalties, that one as well. I don't think there's going to be too many clear winners. I think so, there's going to so be a lot of extra time. Three of my games, I said I'll go into extra time. Of, so you've got this. You've got Holland and Czech Republic, Portugal, yeah. Belgium, and Croatia, Spain all going to extra time. Yeah. Put fiver on that. Right, so into the next one, Sweden, Ukraine. At, uh, no, 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 it's not. Is that it not? It's not that no, it's one which is definitely not going to extra time, and that's France versus Switzerland in Bucharest on Monday night. So for me, that is uh, cut and shut. France, uh, I think they played within themselves against Portugal. I think they probably got a little bit overconfident going into the Hungary game. Um, and they were playing in front of a hostile Hungarian crowd, which was not easy for anyone, as we've seen in that tournament. Um, Hungary were, for me, they were the real surprise package of the group stage, although they didn't go through. I thought they're they, fantastic. They, 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 they played with a lot of credit. A lot of uh, people tuned in to watch France against Portugal. Okay, that's the more casual. Yes, die-hard fans to see some uh, top-brand football. But for the real football purist and lover... It was all about Hungary against Denmark, uh, Hungary against Germany. And as soon as you saw that first goal go in, you know, I think a lot more of the population switched over on the red button to watch to watch that game. Because as soon as Germany equalised, Hungary went up the other end and scored again. Yeah. And that game turned with a player that we spoke about on previous podcasts, the striker, Slab Slight. Um, yeah, he looks a real handful. I mean, he, he's one of those players. He's probably what? He's probably early 30s. He's probably never played at a big club. He's probably always played for sort of middle of the run to lower Bundesliga teams or, uh, you know, you would see him pop up at like, you know, Brescia or someone like that on a one-year deal. Uh, but but I guarantee every time he plays at home, he's the captain. When he plays them, he, he, he plays with everything that he's Do you know my he's opinion of is he is, he could play in the Sunday League in the UK and he would go all the way up to the championship and he'd do the same thing. And I think he'd get yeah. the same result. Um, Old-fashioned, old mate. And, and if anyone appreciates a striker like that, it's, uh, it's the English, for sure. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. And I think Hungary deserve massive credit, doing a good job, the Italian manager there. So we've got France to go through. Yeah, I agree with you there. I think it'll be 3-1. 
Um, I, I think Switzerland have always got a goal in them. They're always the perennial upsetters. They turned up at Euro 96 to get a credible draw with England. They I'll never Sha- forget that. Shakiri at major tournaments. Shakiri at major tournaments, James. Uh, you, you can't write this guy off. He is a special well, player at major tournaments. He is. He's one of those. He's a bit like the, bit like the guy we were just speaking about. A player that always seems to turn up for his national team when it matters. Um, I remember the goal against Serbia in, uh, was, it, was it the World Cup in 2014? Bicycle kick. Uh, no, that was uh, no. It was it, it was a last minute winner, and he and when he went and did the eagle celebration in front of the Serbian fans as an Albanian, um, which was very controversial if you live in those parts. But um, yeah, Switzerland, not for me, not for me. I mean, eighteen with Granit Xhaka is going to struggle. Um, well, remember, there's always there a surprise. There's always a surprise. There is, there is always a surprise. We'll, we'll have a look in a second. We'll pick where that might be. But um, so France are going to safely go through to them, and that that sets up a really good quarterfinal, which we we'll touch on in a bit. Um, Tuesday uh, there is a game at five o'clock, which we'll talk about last. But then that leads us on to eight o'clock. Sweden Ukraine at Handen Park. I mean, you couldn't get a more boring game of football if you tried, really, could you? No. Uh, which means it'll probably be an absolute classic. But Handen Park to start with, it's probably going to be raining and dull. Uh, Sweden are dull as anything, and, and uh, I, I think they, um... they don't mean they've excited anyone at all. I think they'll go through, and and I think they'll have more fans there as well than Ukraine. Sweden, Scandinavia, closer to Scotland by a long, long, long way uh, than than Eastern Europe. And I think that just that little bit of, a little feel of home. I think it's the closest Sweden have played, um, you know, to home. They've been away playing in Spain, for instance. And uh, I think it's a little bit closer to home. I think, you know, I I don't think Ukraine have got some good young players coming through that we spoke about before. Some excellent, excellent young players coming through. But I still don't feel it's their time. If you're Yarmolenko right now, Mm. now's your time to stand up. Uh, yeah. You know, so many people have been talking about this guy for the last five or six years as he's going to be a, a, really, a world he's beater. A really poor season um, with West Ham, and it might be that he's coming that way with a national team now. And he's thinking, right, this is my chance to go and enjoy my football. Um, one thing I will say about Ukraine is is they have got a great coach. They've got Andrei Shevchenko is the manager of Ukraine. You just never know with that guy. Can you imagine if you're a Ukrainian? Uh, bearing in mind, this guy is like God in the Ukraine. And Andrei Shevchenko puts an arm around you and says, look, come on, mate, I think you're a really good player. I really, you know, uh, it just might give them that little extra 10%. Oh, it, it, absolutely. Like, um, you know, if they had Klitschko as assistant. Well, I was just uh, about to say, I was just about to touch on, on Vitaly Klitschko. You know, if you're in Kiev and you're at the training ground and you have uh, Shevchenko puts his arm around your shoulder and says, come on, look, we'll, we'll get Vitaly down here. You'll be made a mayor of the town if you become a hero here. You know, and to have people like that of sporting inspiration in such high esteemed political ways really as it were at the at, in that country you will find that uh they've got a lot to play for not just for those guys but also the country that's been through such an awful lot in recent memory as well remember yeah. the Donbass the Donbass arena and Shakhtar Donetsk if you play FIFA that was yeah. my home ground always beautiful stadium it's such a shame to see a derelict um a Shakhtar move miles and miles and miles away but that's for another day back to the nature at hand um I'm sure that was in a song somewhere as well but uh Look, I, I think uh, Sweden go through. I think uh, I think it'd be a very entertaining game. You're right, and I, I think it could be. I think it could be a three-two Sweden. I'm I'm gonna go. I haven't predicted penalties and extra time in any game yet so far. So I I'm gonna say that one's gonna be nil-nil, and Sweden win it on penalties. And I think it's gonna be a, a real um, a drab affair. I can't see that being entertaining at all, which means it will be, which is great because I want it to be. Um, Sweden though just touch on Sweden 
Um, 36-year-old Sebastian Larson still doing absolute bits for them. Um, I've, I've never seen a 36-year-old winger track back as much as I did see him against Spain. He was, he was incredible. Against so Spain. much so that I went onto Wikipedia. And he's been back in his native homeland for a fair few years now, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's still, he's still playing in the, in the highest level in Sweden. He's What a legend. He's probably got over 100 caps for him. If you, oh, absolutely. If, you know? So they're, they're another side. It might just be the little bit the end of the road for people like him and Marcus Berg. So, I don't know. Maybe they got, they, maybe they got something in them. They're plucky and they're hard to break down, Sweden. But I don't think they're going to excite anyone going forward. Although the, the guy, Isaac... The striker. Yeah, looks very good. Ego. Yeah, football uh, manager Kingpin. Yeah, he look, he looks like a proper player. He looks sort of like a, you know, touch wood, uh, uh, sort of almost like a young Ibrahimovic, the way he's playing. Um, he could be the heir to Ibrahimovic. Just, just, just one last thing. Obviously, Ibrahimovic came out of retirement hoping to play in this tournament. It's such a shame we didn't get to see Ibrahimovic. Well, he shouldn't um, have been so arrogant to suggest he could walk back into the national team. No, but he's injured. He would have been. He'd have been in the team. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, I like the guy, but he shows a lot of disrespect to uh, to to Ronaldo, and it frustrates me. Um, you know, as far as I'm concerned, I like him as a player, but as a person, he actually irritates me. I think on a football pitch, I'd butt heads with him big time. You remember, as a Joey Barton personnel type player myself, you could see those two characters did indeed clash uh, yeah, in, yeah, in yeah, France, yeah. and uh, you know, as you know, and I know, I. You know, Cristiano Ronaldo for me is the is a the better player out of him and Messi. Messi more natural. Ronaldo worked at it and done it in multiple countries and on the international stage. But as for Ibrahimovic, great player, never take it away from him. Actually, one of the best ever in my opinion, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, no doubt, yes. um, top fifty player of all time. But his attitude stinks. Well, you say that, but you've, his attitude must be decent. It must be. He refers it, to himself it, it, as God. I mean, in in Sweden, he probably is. But if you're just about to turn 40 and you're still playing for AC Milan, who have just qualified for the Champions League, by the way, and he's actually, mm. they were they were sort of languishing when he rejoined them last January. I think, if anything, you've got to say his attitude must be first class to still be playing and he's still fit and he's still performing as well. So actually... Yeah, in that I aspect. I just don't, I don't like, uh, I don't like the me, 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 me approach. No, I just don't course, think it's professional. I mean, it's uh, yeah no and i take that on board but at the end of the day football's about characters and i guarantee you now if Jurgen Klopp came out and said something similar you'd be waxing lyrical waxing lyrical i'll be yeah. jan dancing in jubilation to whatever Jurgen Klopp says apart from the words i'm leaving liverpool now moving on so we've got in our quarterfinal lineup at the moment we've got denmark italy spain who else we got in there sweden holland the netherlands italy france spain belgium and there's oh. one game left. There is one game left which we haven't touched on. So we've gone through them all now. Um, the big one, though, for me and you and for everyone in East Shores is Tuesday, 5 o'clock, Wembley Stadium, 45,000, England, Germany. We're going to win it, we? Um, I don't know is, is the honest answer. I predicted, you know, this is from a man who predicted we'd smash Scotland, you know, 4-0. Uh, the reality was it was very different. Scotland won the World Cup that night with Gil Billy Gilmore picking up the Golden Boot and the Pushkas Award at the same time. But uh, no, yeah, I, won, I think... I, I can't uh, believe, I can't believe... It's overreaction. Billy Gilmore, he won the World Cup, the Ballon d'Or, and then got COVID in the space of two days. Yeah, and, unbelievable. Uh, and, 
you know, from here. I'm just not. Bu- I'm not buying. I'm not buying all this uh, <laughs> extreme overreaction to Scotland's performance. Yes, they played well. You know, they scored one goal in the entire tournament and conceded five in three games. One point, which obviously, you know, it was a derby match. I can accept that now. Okay, I can accept that now. But it's to England, Germany, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I think it's got extra time written all over it. Uh, but I, I, I just feel like... Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you a little story, okay? Little things with this tournament. Normally with tournaments when World Cups are on the other side of the world and, and things like that. And the listeners, I'm, I hope they'll side with me and appreciate what I'm saying here. The games are on when they're at work. They're obviously early in the morning. It's always a struggle or I'll always miss a bit of that or I'll do this or I'll miss this game or I'll come in at half time, for instance, or you can't have ways to make it work for you. For this tournament, it feels to me every th- all the ducks are lining up in a row. I've been able to watch every single England match. I got offered tickets with my father, as you know, to go to Wembley to watch England against Scotland on the condition that the two guys could fly over from Guernsey. You know, they could fly over from Guernsey, hence I couldn't get the tickets. Well, thank God for that. Because I just feel, I I feel like the Ducks are are lining up in a row. If England get through, you know, I need to finish work half an hour early and I'm sure if I start half an hour early, it won't be a problem. But the the reality... I'm sure it won't be. No, and that's what I'm saying. In years gone by, little things just haven't seemed to go our way. But a one nil victory over Croatia with a fluky goal, yes, all right, it you know, Scot- yeah, yeah, you know, it was a deflection. It wasn't. <laughs> and I think I think Scotland Scotland played well against us, and on another day would have took all three points, and they would have, they they would have, they would have secured the victory. And in terms of the match against the Czech Republic, again, one nil. I think on another day, it could have been another result. So I think in, we've got a bit of luck with us in this tournament. I, yeah, I, yeah. There's an element of luck to it. Uh, Joshua Kimmich, for me, um, if there isn't one England player that's seen his comments in the last couple of days and not perked up to shut him up, I'll be surprised because his comments to say along the, you know, along these words of England, you know, don't fear, uh, you know, don't scare us. It's just another game. It's just England. Words to that effect. I think his attitude walking off the pitch against Hungary was disgusting. He looked as, as it was a case of, yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. We should have beaten him. He looked angry as he was walking off the pitch where the rest of the team were coming together and celebrating because Hungary were good. And we touched on it. They were good. They could have given anybody a game that night. They were up for it. And and for him to walk off, no respect, no, you know, and I, and I, I just don't like this Kimmich character. Someone like, uh, someone like, what's the lad from um, who's been brought back in, Muller? So you look at him. I really like the guy. Yeah, it, it, he's a git for scoring against us all the time, or whatever yeah, he no, is. No, and that, you know, um, but that's the that's, difference in attitudes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, Thomas, uh, Thomas Muller's a, a he's a he's a professional. He's a he's a winner. He, he works hard for the team. He when he's out the team, he doesn't he doesn't moan. He's he is a proper professional, probably one of the best German players of, of our lifetime, I would say. Thomas Muller, very, very underrated player. Yeah, and when, and when you're looking country. at Kimmich, you know, you're looking at Kimmich, for instance, yes, he is a good player, yes, he is a good player, but because he was owned by the left-back for Hungary that night, and he was, he was owned, and not just owned, he was took to school and had to defend hard, and he thought an easy night turning up, whipping balls into the box would be an easy night's work, 3-0, wham-bam, thank you, man, we're through. But it didn't turn out like that. He didn't like that. So England need to take heart from that. The fact that he's come out on the attack into the press has really frustrated me as an England fan, and if I was a player, I'd be ensuring that within the first three minutes, and there's a 50-50, I'll be going through him legally. Um, But also what I'll say is this. Germany, um, 
always find a way. We said that uh, we said that through through the week as well. They always seem to find a way. They always will. Yes, all right. The 2018 World Cup maybe was an exception. But this tournament, a lot of comparisons have been made to Euro 96 and tournaments held on English soil of the past. We always get Germany. It's 1-1 in games at the moment. But we talk about historic history repeating itself. We expected England to do the same thing to Scotland. We didn't. Do we expect Germany to do the same thing to England? A lot of people in the press are saying it's guaranteed, extra time penalties, the doldrums start in, no one really... I think I just feel it's different. I I, th- I I said, I called it last year, World Cup 2022 was the end of that 10-year plan from Greg Dyke, um, the, the FA chairman. When he said 10 years ago, after that drubbing in South Africa to the Germans, this is where we need to press the reset button. And lo and behold... Like, within, like they had to do. Yeah. Like Germany yeah. had to do. After us, five one, yeah, yeah and, and and they went and they went and yeah they went and thrashed us, uh, you know, in South Africa. That game would have been different as a side note if Lampard's goal would have been allowed to stand because the 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 the, the tempo of the match could have you know could be, we were on top. The reality was they cut through us like a hot knife through they butter. Were, yeah, they that were excellent. Was the, that was the point where um, that was the point where I realised that they were shit and they and, were good and they were good. Yeah, like, Matthew Upson scored, but apart from that, he was terrible. You know, we've always we've always grown up, and and you know, we've always known about the England Germany rivalry as football fans here of England. In this country, it's massive. Um, I think there's always a feeling that it could go either way in this country because we're optimistic whenever we play Germany because we don't want to lose again. It's like a derby game. But it's like how Scotland you, feel about us, but exactly, I don't think, but I don't exactly, think it's I, the David and Goliath that that, no, that not, may be being portrayed not. here. But when you look at um, this, is why I think that things think like you were talking about earlier. The stars are aligned. Now we're being way optimistic at the moment, but but like we talk about the stars aligning. I'm getting deja vu. In, you know, something the, in something's the, um, in the air. You think about the most iconic and significant um, moments in English football history at major. They involve Germany. We've always had to either go through Germany or we're robbed by Germany, or we lose to Germany in, in you know, disastrous circumstances. Well, let's you know, go through the... it. Let's go through it quickly. World Cup 1966, you know, 4-2 win. Everybody moans about the goal. Was it on or offside? It was well onside, but it no, would have been... But it would have been 3-2 anyway. Yeah, it was over the line. But the reality it is... It was over the line. But it, it still would... It, it, was, 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 it was so far over the line, you could have parked an Italian Fiat in between the ball and the line. No, the reality, you know... Actually, I'm surprised it didn't even touch the net. I mean, yeah, it exactly. Far, it was that far over the line. The so was basically the Germans moan, groan, kick, scream, rant and rave that it shouldn't have counted. Well, it's irrelevant. It's irrelevant because we still would have won three two anyway. And then you go forward to the World Cup a few years like, later. Uh, nineteen seventy. Yeah, the nineteen seventy. Well, that was uh, that was the manager's fault. For, for that no, was the manager's no, no, fault. No, no. no, it was it was the fact that um, Gordon Banks got injured, and Peter Bonetti had to had to step in. Yeah, and he had a nightmare. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's one of those things. That's the Scott Carson thing. So we should have beat them then. Yeah, then there was the case of uh, Italia 90. Well, Chris yep. Waddle decided to take the roof off of the stadium and not the net. And then we also <laughs> then go to Euro 1996 where Gascoigne's toenail just, just grazed the ball instead of going in and Gareth Southgate limped up and, you know... Jesus Christ, I think my wife would have hit that harder. Um, but you're right, what that you're saying a... about that penalty. If the keeper dies the other day, it's a world-class penalty. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, South, Southgate's no mug. You know, he's one of the greatest penalty takers I've ever seen in my in my life, Gareth Southgate. He's as good uh, as Jordan been... Henderson at taking penalties, yeah. and we all know how that looks. Um, so yeah, we've got that there. We then transfer, you know, transpire forward to Euro 2000. Shearer uh, scoring yeah. in a one nil win in an underwhelming England team, which uh, consisted of Tim Sherwood and Dennis Wise on the left wing. And then we go to, <laughs> we then go to Munich. We do the business with our golden generation and put the fear of God yeah. into them. They get yeah. their own back in South Africa 2010, where they absolutely take us apart. They take us apart like Rafael Nadal picking off of the corpse of an old tennis champion at Roland Garros. We then go forward again, and but it's true, isn't it? It's true. I think, uh, and, I, and I think, as far as I'm concerned, now now's our time. We're due one, you know. Yeah, that's what that's what, that's what I think. Turn. I agree. It's it's definitely it's definitely our turn. Um, that that team in 2010 that we spoke of, Ozil, Muller, closer coming to the end, um, Neuer, a young Manuel Neuer, um, Philip Lahm. You know that that team that that culminated in 2014 with the World Cup win. I think it's been in decline since then. I think you take Jürgen... out Cruz. Just take uh, Cruz out the game. Take Cruz, Cruz out the game. Cruz Stick Declan the... Rice on him. Take take him out there. No, Defend him high that. up the pitch. And the you prob- take, you take out Cruz. Is... You take out Germany. Yeah, you do. You take out Germany, which is which is the which is the issue for me with with playing Grealish in the hole, because you if you play Grealish in the hole, we'll play him on he, the left. We'll we'll get to that because I've got I I've got I've got a theory of how of how we should. How do you, I think it goes to extra time, and I think we score. I think we score in extra time. What would be romantic is if it went to penalties and we beat the Germans on penalties. Yeah, uh, that would be if, very if romantic. You could, if you could Jordan Pickford, that. the Ian Poulter of England. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I would back. But then again, you've, you've got you've got Neuer. But old. This is this this Germany side is not. He ain't getting it. down to his left hand side with uh, with as much suave and panache as he was fifteen years ago, Dev. No, he's not. But he's still one of the best goalkeepers ever lived. Um, I think. I think this Germany side are not not all that. I think there's injury concerns about Muller, but I think they'll risk him. Um, I think Goretzka's a danger. But I think yeah, I think the left wing back's awful. Goosens, yeah, he was very he was very good against Portugal. But then with if they're going to play with that three, the Saka rip them apart. I don't think we play Saka, but we'll get to that. I I, because I would play just I would just play a front three with Kane and go three three, and then then the the wing backs can't go. How do you think the result goes? Because I think we win in extra time. 1-0. Or 2-1, 2-1, 2-1. I I literally don't know. I don't care how it happens. I don't care if it comes off of Harry Maguire's bum bum hole and goes and squirms in the bottom corner and VAR refuses to rule out an obvious foul in the builder. Um, I I just think if if we get through it and you can you can you can quote me on this. If we get through Tuesday, I don't care how penalties we win four nil. We anything, whatever happens. If we get through on Tuesday, we'll win the tournament. You gotta be careful what you're saying because anytime I I won't say things like that anymore. Because if I say I what do. Kevin Keegan said in uh, with Newcastle, every time I've said that for the team I'm supporting, it goes wrong. So I'm refusing to say it. All I'm saying is this: um, I, I think that there's just something in the air. I can yeah, feel no, it. I agree. It's I just agree. something in the air. Think I about it like this as well. You got forty-five thousand fans are allowed in Wembley on Tuesday. That's forty-five thousand. Let's say realistically, if we're being five, forty thousand of them, yep. a minimum, if not more, probably more, are going to be English. 
That's 40,000 Englishmen and women. Yeah, 1,000 corporate UEFA personnel, 1,000 for the them? sponsors, all be, all and 3,000 Germans. I'll, I'll put them at the top away. tiers. I'll put them at the top tiers, you know, right up there, row Z into the cloud. See ya. Yeah. They do the same to us in Munich. Exactly. I would as well. I'd put, yeah, top tier Wembley where you can barely hear like it is at the stadium and light. Um, not the stadium light, sorry, St. James's Park. God, they'll hate, they'll hate me for that. But look, you got 45,000 England fans, let's say, for argument's sake, 40,000. Tuesday, just after work, everyone's rushed home from work. They know it. The oh, I'm off. I've, I've, I'm doing a night shift the night before, so I'm available. Um, we've got this young, vibrant team. They're coming across. They've not been good. We haven't necessarily been good either, but we've been solid. We've been solid. They've conceded five goals in this tournament so far. We haven't conceded any. Okay, they've scored uh what have you scored six goals they've scored six goals and we've scored two but it's almost like role reversal because quite often when we end up coming up against germany in the last stage of tournaments it's because we've scraped through the group and they've won the group and we've scraped through in second and we've got a plan this time we've won the group they've scraped through they they've been unconvincing we've looked assured yeah take the scotland game out forget the scotland game it's absolutely irrelevant now it means nothing in terms of the fact that we're defending well, we haven't conceded a goal, like I said. We haven't even, our attacking players haven't really showed up yet. They're due a moment. You can't put that much attacking talent in a team and expect it not to, not to just... Within four games, yeah, absolutely. Do you, what's do you your score I mean? prediction? Come on, give me something. What's your heart saying? 2-0. We're going to be 2-0. Harry Kane, penalty, one of them? Harry Kane, penalty for one of them, and I think... Uh, Grealish I gets think... fouled in the box. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that'll be it. That'll be the penalty. And I think, I think, uh, I think one of the subs will get one at the end. Either Rashford or Sancho will get one at the end. Okay, then. So just before we let's let's clarify the quarterfinal lineup for Euro 2020. We've got France. We've got Brazil. Uh, Brazil. Brazil in the Euros. I meant Belgium. They wish. God, yeah. So we've got France, Belgium, Denmark, Italy, Sweden, England, Spain. Who else are we looking so, at I'll here? I'll go through them. So, so we've got Denmark against Holland playing the winner of England against Sweden in, in the semi. So Denmark and Holland. This is the first side of the draw. Denmark and Holland, uh, England and Sweden. You fearing anyone in that side of the draw, by the way? No. Uh, Holland, I, w- I, would, nah. I would say. No. Nah. But Holland at Wembley in, any, in, a, in a Euro semi-final, they're, they're shrinking faster than... Um, no Van Dyke. They're shrinking faster than my bollocks on yep. a cold day. They yep. are, they're, not, they're not fancying that. We'll, we'll do them. Um, and then you've got Italy, Italy against Belgium, which will be uh, that's going to be one hell of a game. Attack that's versus defence. That's, that's almost the old generation against the new generation, in a way. I don't think it is. Man City, it, it, Mancini will take a big job soon. He won't be there for too long. He'll take a big job. Italy, the, I think see. they're. I, I don't. I think people are overreacting big time. Flash Look at the, the state of that league. Um, it, I, I, historic, you know, historical successful international side. Um, I think yeah, I'll agree, with, I'll, I'll agree with. I'll agree with that. But I think Italy are back. Um, Belgium again, last chance for the uh, for the golden generation. That's going to be a that's going to be a brilliant game. Probably be in Rome as well. Um, that's going to be hell of an occasion. And then and then another. You talk about historical successful sides. The two most successful sides of of probably the last decade: France against Spain. Wow, um, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a game that's uh, as appealing as. Uh, a night in with your wife when there's no one else home. Um, you know, it's, uh, it, it really is something that you just simply can't miss. 
it's something that everyone should look forward to. In terms of that match, um, it's a real pick em. If Spain turn up, you know, I know they're not the team of what they were, but if they turn up, they'll trouble France. Uh, a tight game, tight, tight game. France, I think they're ready to explode, but this is France. They're also playing with an enormous amount of pressure. Exactly. It's such a pressure carrying the world champions tag. Um, we see it all the time. Germany at the 2018 World Cup, for example. Um, Spain slow started at the uh, 2014 Italy World at the Cup. 2010 World Cup. Yeah, you know. It, it, Brazil at the 2006 it, World Cup, but this isn't yeah. the World Cup. And it's usually, a, it's a heavy burden you know. to say, yeah, team, teams quite often in our lifetime, for sure, have won the World Cup and then backed it up with the Euros. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, um, then. So, so for me, I think we'll see a surprise. I think Spain will nick that. I think they'll nick that and they'll win that 1-0. Right, okay. But anyway, we'll preview the quarters when we get there and we'll see how they compare with what we've predicted for the for the last 16 because there's no way we're getting all of them correct because it's too easy because they're too obvious. Do you know what I mean? So, you do so, an accumulator. So final summary then. The last 16. Um, I think England are going through. Um, I think, like you said, the stars have aligned. I think we're going through. I think the game of the game of the uh, the game of the round is going to be uh, Belgium Portugal for me. That is, that's why. Mine's, really diff- mine's different. To. I'm really looking forward to Sweden and Ukraine. Um, no, I can't no, wait. No, <laughs> no, not that. I'm looking forward to Croatia against Spain. I think that'll yeah, be an excellent be, game. Yeah, I think Croatia good. have woken up as have Spain. Mm. I think that'll be excellent. But look, almost almost a battle of the dark horses that one a little bit. So when we go back on to the airwaves, we are actually uh, on Monday night, the night before, on Froom ninety six point six Froom FM, available on the internet and also on Mixcloud, where you can listen to the state to play with great music great guests we also have the fan view so if you're listening to this podcast which is going out on friday night into saturday morning and you'd like to appear on the state of play on the radio get in contact with us at www.thinktwicemedias.com or just search ttm pods on twitter facebook or instagram ping us over a message and we'll see if we can get you on the show to our new segment called fan view we're going to see if we can get the thoughts of an international football manager on this monday night and the discussions ongoing at the moment but as far as we're concerned we implore you uh, for tuning in we say thank you we are massive massive fans of you guys turning up and listening to this podcast because without you we can't continue to do what we're doing uh james anything else to ask or add Come on, England. Yeah, absolutely. Come on, England. So there you have it. Thank you very much for tuning in to the TTM Sports Show. And my name's James. And my name's James. And we'll see you again very, very soon. Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere 
and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.